The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. The power I have is to be the best version of myself. I have the power to create an opportunity for myself and for others. I am not afraid of storms for I am learning to sail my ship. No one can make me feel inferior without my consent. If society tells me I can't, I respond saying I will. I will reach my destiny. I will be a conqueror. I will be who I am called to be. If God is for me, who can be against me? I have what it takes to be a victorious, independent, and fearless woman because I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. Let's get into the podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Born and Perfectly Perfect podcast. I am your host, Winter Cherie. I am so excited to get into this podcast today on this Thursday, and I cannot wait to share with you the tools and the resources that I have for you today, and I hope that you enjoy listening. Let's do this. Hey y'all, what's up? It is Thursday. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Thursday meaning it is pre-Friday, and your girl is tired. Yes, your girl is tired. Um, I just, I've had an interesting week. Um, it's nothing that I can complain about. I am very thankful. I am so happy that God chose me to be in the position that I am in now. And one thing I asked God to do was teach me how to fight. Right. And he's making me stronger than ever. And I'm just falling in love with the person that I am becoming uh, within him. So, y'all, if y'all have not tried fasting and really like trying to center for your center, your focus on God, you like you have to try it. Don't say I can't do it. And you never tried it. So. You don't know how to fast. Hit me up. Hit up someone from church. Um, find, you know, a more seasoned Christian, um, a more seasoned person who's stronger in their faith and just talk to them about things that you can do to really start focusing um, your your center on God and really start discovering what your purpose is. And so this week is definitely the test. Your girl got a part time job again. Um, and of course her full-time job still had to do this podcast, then working on, um, a foundation that, um, I've been asked to be a part of. And then I just have so much going on while we're speaking last week. We had Kiara here from a girl with lupus. She is launching her foundation this Sunday, December 2nd. So if you have not bought a ticket yet, please go ahead and buy your tickets. It is going to be fun. Half of Dallas is going to be there. Okay, maybe not half, but a lot of people that's in the social scene is going to be there and you should be there. So it's a good place to be and just to, you know, learn about lupus and not most of all to understand the fight when you're in the storm. So she definitely has a story to tell and we have great panelists who are going to come and also share their story and their personal experience um, with lupus. And um, so, y'all, today I am going to do the podcast differently. But before I really touch base on that, I do want to give updates. And um, I want to say that things have been great. 
My prayer life has been great. Your girl's still single. Nothing has changed about that. But I'm really not worried about it. Um, Right now, I'm so focused on the message and the word that God has been trying to deliver to me that I haven't even had opportunity to even think about um like really just a male and a whole relationship I mean yeah do I long for someone sometimes but the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want and to know that I am not alone and I have to remind myself that daily and then as well you know this is a season where everybody's looking for bad they want to be booed up and stuff like that I have to constantly remind myself that it's not your season, it's not your time. You can have a headache right now that you can't get out of later, or you can just choose to fight through this season of feeling lonely and, you know, really ground yourself in the word or ground yourself in other things that takes your mind off of what you really want and just really sit back and allow God to work. And that's kind of where I have been lately. And it's hard, no doubt about it. Um, I've been praying for my husband. And, you know, sometimes God reveals people to you and they may not always reveal it to that person. But I've been praying even when it's hard. And I've been like, it's been a lot of people that's been placed on my radar. So today, um, I do have an announcement that I'm going to announce at the end of the podcast. However, um, I, I do want to do this podcast differently today. So I, I've really been studying, y'all. I've really been in my word. So um, I would really love if you all could really just feel me on this. I wanted to bring it to the podcast because, like, Studying by yourself is sometimes, you know, you get confused when you're reading the word by yourself. And sometimes everybody has different perspectives. And it's good to hear everyone's perspective on what's in the Bible. But also knowing that, you know, everybody's digging in the word to find that deeper meaning and what it means to them and how it applies to them. So today, um, I really want to um, I really want to talk about. Haggai uh chapter one um I might touch chapter two a little bit I'm still trying to take notes for chapter two I've read I've I've read it and I got it but for some reason my notes are not formulating so it's like the written expression part is not happening for whatever reason but chapter one oh God was laying it on me he was giving it to me um so if you just go ahead and open your Bible to chapter one, and that is Haggai, and I am going to be reading from um, the New King James Version, and I also use NIV on my phone. And if you have your phone, you can just flip between the different versions. But um, I'm going to read, and I guess I should give you time to <laughs> look that up if you're listening. But I think I'm going to read from verses two all the way to I'ma just read, okay? Because it's this this text is so deep and it has a lot of major points. Um so 
hopefully by now you found um Haggai uh two. So I'm gonna start to I'm gonna start with verse one. I'm gonna just read the chapter. It's really short. Um I'm y'all I'm sorry. I really wanna get through this. It's been on my mind heavy, but I really wanna speak to Haggai and I, I really wanna bring it to you guys and I hope that this message is for somebody today. Um I have no idea who's gonna be listening, but hey, we're here. So um Haggai two uh chapter one Um, Verse one in the seventh month on the 21st of the month, the word of the Lord came by Haggai, the prophet saying, speak now to Zerubbabel. I'm not good with pronunciations of name. The son of Shealtel, um, governor of Judah and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest and to the remnant of the people saying, who was left among you saw this temple in its former glory and how do you see it now in comparison with it it's not um is this not in your eyes as nothing yet now be strong Zerubbabel says the lord and be strong joshua son of jehozadak the high priest and be strong all you people of the land says the lord and work for and work for i am with you says the lord of hosts According to the word um, that I have covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. For thus says the Lord of the hosts once more, um, I will be I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land, and I will shake nations and they shall come to the desire of all nations. And I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former says the than the former says the lord of hosts and in this place i will give peace says the lord of hosts on the 24th day of the ninth month in the second year of king darius the word of the lord came by haggai the prophet saying now i'm gonna skip down to verse 12 if one carries holy meat in the fold of his garment and with the edge uh, edge he touches bread or stew, wine or oil or any food, will it become holy? Then the priest answered and said, no. And Haggai said, if one is unclean because of a dead body touches any of these, will it be unclean? So the priest answered and said, it shall be unclean. Then Haggai answered and said, so is this is this people and so is this nation before me, says the Lord. And so is every work of their hands and what they offer me there is unclean. And so I'm going to go down to verse 17. I struck you with uh, blight and mildew and hell and all the labors of your hands. Yet you did not turn to me, says the Lord. Consider now from this day forward, from the 24th day of the ninth month, from the day that the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid. Consider it. Is the seed still in the barn and yet the vine, the fig tree, the pomegranate and the olive tree have not yielded fruit? But from this day, I will bless you. And again, the word of the Lord came to Haggai on the 24th day of the month, saying, speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, I will shake heaven and earth. I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms. I will destroy the strength of the Gentile kingdoms. I will overthrow the chariots and those who ride in them. The horses and their riders shall come, everyone by the sword of his brother. Um, in the day, in that day, says the Lord of hosts, I will take you, Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Shai, 
Altiel, says the Lord, and will make you a, a, a signet ring for I have chosen you, says the Lord of hosts. Y'all, it's, it's like a lot in this text. And I guess today I kind of wanted to um, tell you guys, don't be afraid to read the Bible. Don't don't be afraid. Yeah, it's confusing. And yeah, I sounded crazy reading it, but that's not what matters. It's like going deeper into what it is saying that really, really breaks it down. And so I make notes and I just I go from there and I just decided to like write down the alphabet and I'm just going to pick a letter and I'm going to read all the books that start with their letter and then move from there. Um, the part that that kind of sucks about it is sometimes is I've been told that it's good to read the Bible front to back because of the stories and basically the sequence of the stories. It helps you understand what happened later on. But also if you get a reference Bible those reference verses takes you back to those chapters so you can still go back and read it anyways but I just say start where you are um people don't always start off reading the story some some people just start off reading the scriptures and I know I was definitely one of those people I just started off reading the scriptures and so I took note so um in this situation they're definitely um speaking to the Israelites and you know after God had given them the promised land they decide um that they basically they were no longer honoring god's temple they let the temple go to ruins and um they were not taking care of the temple and at that point god was disgusted he was he was like oh my gosh i can't believe this happening i've given you all of these things and that i promised you but you are not honoring me with them and so how you break down a chapter is I just started with the the name of the book, which is Haggai. What does Haggai mean? What is what is Haggai? So um, I'm still digging deep into this. So you're hitting on the podcast right now is just my first deep dive into it my second deep dive I'm really gonna go into breaking down the terms of Haggai where it came from and things like that but um Haggai we know is a prophet and so um the the chapter uh, different books names the chapter NLT calls this chapter a call to rebuild the temple and then MSG um calls it caught up with taking care of your own houses and then NIV is they're calling the chapter a call to build the house of the Lord. All this is in your text. You can get it on your phone. It's in the Bible. All these are just the subtitles and the headings, just like a regular book. Or if you were reading a passage, just like in school, when we took star test or tax toss, whatever you took is the exact same thing. It gives you subtitles to kind of give you an idea of what this next paragraph is a couple of paragraphs is going to be about. And you just go through and underline and annotate. That is what I did. I took that method and I'm just applying it to the Bible, annotating, underlining, breaking down what things mean, have a dictionary out. So, um, of course, I wrote down all the names that were presented to me. Um, the only ones that stuck out was Zerubbabel and Joshua. Um, and it tells you who they are and it breaks down who their parents are and things like that. Um, and also I wrote down the month, which was really, really important. It says in the sixth month, well, 
when I calculate the six month and we think about the six month, June is the six month for us on the first day of the and the first day of the month. So in my head, I'm like, okay, is it June first? And this is verse one. But then when you go to NLT, NLT says August 29th. So it kind of changes the wording a little bit. So that's something that I really want to dig deep in and research. I'm probably gonna get with a pastor at church and really just try to understand, you know. Um, what was the exact date or what was you know around the same date um so a word came on this particular day and it came of the lord when it says it came of the lord means god spoke to haggai the prophet god delivered a message to the prophet to deliver to the people which was Zerubbabel and joshua so um so know when god is speaking you're going to have to read the text more than once, I promise you, because sometimes it gets confusing when it says of the Lord. Um, I actually about two weeks ago just started using in um, NKJV, New King James Version. I tried using it when I was younger um, and I actually that's the Bible that I'm using now, which is crazy. I had it in college. Um, my actual Bible is a King James Version Bible, but I use NIV on my phone a lot because my church uses NIV. But I also listen to T.D. Jakes and um, Sarah and Tori Roberts a lot and they use um New King James Version, but what I've come to like since I've actually started reading my Bible is that I actually like the wording and the way it breaks it down in New King James Version. Now, just because I referenced to that first, I use my phone to basically navigate through all the other. I like to know what each you know Bible actually says because sometimes the words are different differently wordplay can help a person understand and so don't get stuck on reading one type of text I also have a commentary Bible which is Matthew Henry but it's also KJV but it helps break it down and learning how to basically uh reference chain reference and learning how to use your commentary to break it down and the commentary helps with king james version for people who find it a difficult read and so i challenge myself sometimes by picking that up but sometimes it just helps me even when i'm reading what some people may feel like is an easier text like niv nlt and guys i love the message bible as well because it breaks it down to me as if i was a student um in in high school or something you know and it really breaks it down for people who may be new believers who kind of need it black and white like i don't need all these where art thou's and thine and all that just give it to me black and white and it does that as well so um i really enjoy all the texts to be honest like there i don't have a favorite text right now i'm just using new king james version because that's where my influences are right now and that's what a lot of what i'm listening to and i mean every time i i listen to a pastor i try to go along with the text that they're going with so that i can understand when i see it in that particular text and then i go kind of decode it a little bit on my own so going back i'm sorry i got kind of went on a rant so going back to the text um so we know that haggai is a prophet and he brought a word to zerubbabel and joshua so the word um, that he gave, and this is verse two, and I'm using the New King James Version. He said, the time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. 
And then so NIV uses the word rebuild. He said the time has not yet come to rebuild. And in this particular moment, he's kind of asking a question like, do you not think it's time to rebuild the temple? Like, have you not uh, long enough neglected me and neglected the temple? Um, have you not long enough uh, been worried about your own self and, and, and basically not giving God the glory? So, um going down to the next point where God asks a question and is this is verse four and I'm also reading from King New King James Version. It said, Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple to lie in the ruins? So what he's saying is don't you think because you you've done it all on your own, it's time to lay in your ruins. Um, to me, that means um, since you feel that you can do it all your own, then you should be willing to take everything that comes with it. You know, we like to we like to run to God after we've tried to figure everything out on our own as if we didn't need him. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, God, now I need you come to me. And so Haggai basically um, is just delivering a message to the people. And then so after the question, um, if you go down to uh, the next verse, when God responds and I want to say that starts in I'm just looking at my Bible in verse six. I don't know why I didn't write that in my notes. Um, he, he responds and it kind of starts verse six. It starts in verse six and it goes down. So starting in verse six, but. Um, God's response to um, everything is he was telling the people, you need to consider your ways. What are you doing right now? Why are you not honoring me? Are you being selfish? And then that's what New King James Version say. But NIV says, give careful thought to your ways. And then the Message Bible says, which is MSG, says, take a good hard look at your life and think it over. And then NLT says, look at what's happening to you. So now it's like God is upset. He's he's like, I can't believe that after after all that I've given you and I promise you that you would betray me, you would turn on me and that you uh, wouldn't honor and glorify the temple. And so he goes down and he kind of gives like this list and he's saying because of your behavior in other words, it says you have sown so much, but bring in little. You have, you know, you eat, but you do not have enough. And this is verse six. This is where this says is that you drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And this is my favorite one that I um, that applied to me and it kind of convicted me a little bit. But it says he who earns wages earns wages to put into a bag with holes. And in other words, all God is saying is what do you have to show? For all that you have done at this moment. What are we bragging about? So. He who earns wages earns wages to put into a bag with holes. I had to draw a picture here. I immediately thought about a purse with a hole in it. Because the thing is. I, I What I realized is we invest so much money into things that are not even valuable or we invest money into things that are not ordained by God. And 
some of us don't even pay tithes. Like tithing is real. That's important. You have to tithe. You must give that ten percent. And I can say that I have I have been a faithful tither now for like a year and a half now. I want to say a year and a half, if I'm not mistaken. And I wasn't always a faithful tither, but I've also realized a difference in the growth of my faith. When I wasn't a faithful tither, I I really was lost. I really was wayward. I was in that dark place. I was and I was going through a lot. But when I realized that when I started tithing, things started changing for me mentally, spiritually, everything. And I'm I'm where I am today. Y'all know last year I quit my job. Like I feel like tithing gives me a different type of fulfillment. And I I, t- I really tithe for the heart, y'all. I feel so convicted if I think about not tithing and I'm like no I'm not gonna cheat God his money because if it wasn't for him I wouldn't even have this job and I wouldn't even have a paycheck so I'm like God you got to get yours first so tithing created discipline for me and and I I don't think I could ever go back to not tithing and if it ever came to a point where I couldn't I, I really I'll just get on my knees and start praying to God and 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 say God you know please prepare me so that I'm able to give to you I, I just I can't see myself tithing anymore I, I just realized all the money that has touched my hands in the past and I became so selfish I'm just like wow so God, after all of that, God's just like, you have all this money, but you've done all these things. You have all this money and you've, you've basically, you've planted all of these seeds, but what do you have to show for it to let you know that you can't work a miracle when God plants a seed, it grows. And when it grows, it manifests. And when it manifests, it's abundant. <laughs> so I have not seen not one human manifest in their own, you know what I'm saying, seeds in their own growth. You grow by the grace of God. And even those who are non-believers, God has a place in his heart for each and every one of us. So those who are non-believers, they may not believe in him, but us as believers see that if it wasn't for God, then those individuals would not even have what they have in their life. You wouldn't be successful in corporate America. You wouldn't have this multi-million dollar business. You wouldn't have all of these things. So um, verse eight said, God talks to the people and he tells them to go into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house. Now I need to backtrack a little bit because what he did, what God basically ended up doing was he came in and basically destroyed the city because they were not honoring him for the things that they had. And the only thing that they had to do was keep up the temple. And so when you get to verse eight, he's telling them how that they can rebuild it. He said, it's going to be built stronger than when it was built the last time, basically. Um, so he says, bring down timber, build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored. So God wants the glory. That's all he's asking for here. And y'all, like I said, I've gotten much deeper than this. I don't know why, um, God led me to do this today on the Bible study. And I feel like I have a word, but I'm not letting myself loose. Um, I'm not a pastor. I'm not trying to preach. I'm not trying to do anything. I mean, I am a PK kid, so it is embedded in me. However, I don't know. I guess my nervousness is stepping in. But it's like 
I don't know. I see a lot of cause and effect here, too. So if you jump down to verse nine, um, he said, you look for much, but indeed it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. So every time they found success in something, God would take it away from them because they were they never would glorify him. No one ever said, thank you, God. So a good example of that is if. Let's say you're going to buy your first home, right? And you you didn't have the money for it. You don't know how you got the money. So you get the home and all of a sudden you stop, you know, you forget of who gave it to you and you never honor God and you never give him the glory. You never tell him thank you. You never pray on it. You never fast about it. And you just keep going through everyday life receiving but not glorifying. And I don't know why I'm holding back y'all like I it's like I want to get raw but I'm not because I it's better when I'm in person because I really speak this word to you in person I don't know why this nervousness has come over me while I'm on a podcast and no one is even looking at me but going down um, to verse 9 so um he also said because my house that is in ruins while every one of you runs to his own house so you're so busy taking care of your own house that you forgot how you got the house in the first place so while you're so busy worrying about how you can build the house up and how you can get inside of this mansion and you can do all of these other things don't forget who provided for you so that you'll be able to get the house you know what i'm saying if you move from section eight to the suburbs you need to be on your knees thanking God. If you move from the suburbs to the mansion, you need to be thanking God. If you move from the from a mansion to a mansion, it really doesn't matter what type of house you move in. In other words, when God is when God has his name on it, you elevate. You don't go backwards. But what has happened here in the text is they lost everything because they were not giving thanks and glorifying who provided for them. All you have to do is say our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come even saying something that simple and say god thank you i don't deserve this but i thank you for manifesting you know showing me manifestation and i thank you for salvation i thank you for all of these things and so he goes down to verse 10 and says therefore the heavens above you withhold the dew and the earth will hold the fruit so that this is deep um i'm actually breaking this down and writing this down um on something else i actually have kind of like a word for that but basically like when you think about these last three verses like a cause and effect and how i heard it is god is basically basically god called a drought so have you ever in your life have had miracles working everything is going great in your life you've gotten that promotion you've gotten a new job you've gotten a new car but all of a sudden you just lose everything and all of a sudden you just feel like you can't make ends meet or you feel like you're stagnant and you're not moving and you're not going to the next level well sometimes God calls us to a drought because we need to refocus our center we can say that we trust God we can say that we have faith but at the end of the day what does our heart say because God listens to our heart and he knows the desires of our heart so if we never put our heart into 
what we say we're what we say and we never back our uh, minds up with our hearts then it's not really we're not really being true to God so are we really being appreciative so going through those drought seasons is like it's it's basically he's basically saying that I'm going to continue to I'm going to continue to not bless you in this season. The more you choose not to glorify me, the more you choose not to praise me, you know, right now in this season, in this drought out now, I'm putting you to the test. Do you really believe in me? Do you really trust me? Do you believe I say who I say I am? And so this is a time that God basically wants them to repent and ask and you know ask for forgiveness and and just say God I'm sorry that I didn't honor you first God I'm sorry that I made decisions without you God I'm sorry that I chose to marry someone without seeking you first God I'm sorry for you know um for what's another thing that that we do God I'm sorry for making this business move and not including you um God I'm sorry for partnering with someone and and not ensuring that they were of you and you know god i'm sorry that i'm not serving in the ministry like i should be and that's where i need to be god i'm sorry you just have to ask for forgiveness is is really that simple but not only just asking forgiveness but what are you doing to fix the problem are you gonna center it now wait for god to speak to you and wait for god to tell you what to do because the thing about it is when we find ourselves like in those dark places God already has a plan on how we're going to get out, but we have to start seeking him and we have to start listening. Like one thing I can say about when I was in my dark season, I had no idea what I was doing or where I was going to go or what was going to come out of it. And so I decided that, you know what, I'm going to go find out. So I started going to Bible study. I started reading my word. I started getting involved in a small group. I started doing all these things because I wanted to know the word. I wanted to know the message that God has for me. And I'm still, you know, he's still providing me the word each and every day. But your part in this relationship and in this partnership with him is that you have to first seek him it says seek ye first the kingdom of god and all things will be given unto you so when you seek him now he's giving you that clarity he's giving you that discernment he's giving you that wisdom so therefore seeking him to do all things and believing that he's omniscient, you know, knowing that he's a supernatural guy. So all things are possible through him. Come on, man. These people marched around Jericho and and marched some walls down. You cannot tell me that that's not God. At what point does marching knock down walls? And and I don't know how walls were built back then during those times, but I'm just saying that was a that heavy feet. It wasn't even the marching that that really brought the walls down. It was the trust and it was the process. It was the process that you had to do it exactly the way I asked you to do. And that was the only way that the wall was going to fall. And that, that same thing applies to us is us doing exactly what God tells us to do. And, and it's not going to be pretty, y'all. It's ugly. It's just like God telling me to wait right now. I like, I'm like, oh, God, I'm ready to meet somebody, you know, who's going to be for real. I'm ready to be my husband and stuff like that. But God has kind of like given this message. He was like, I just need you to wait right now. And I'm not even tripping no more. I'm not even complaining because at the end of the day, 
he ain't left me nor forsaken me. He fills me every night. And I just think about every night I get in my bed and go to sleep. I go to sleep, read my word. Like that feels better than any temporary gratification that I've ever had. Like to go to work and work. When I wake up, the first thing on my mind, thank you, God. And thinking about the word that I just read is just filling my cup with something different. And God is just really just trying to present position me and he's trying to discipline me so that when he gets ready to bless me that I'm not only prepared to receive it but I'm also prepared to take it to the next level and to elevate and I'm not even just speaking to relationships as boyfriend girlfriend I'm talking about relationships with my money and that and that's another thing like dating your money is is real date your money like you'll date a man I mean and let me take that statement back. I want to retract that because some people are going to take that and fly and run with the wrong way. What I really wanted to say is some people date their money the way they date men or the way they date women. And some somehow they, they correlate. And I think I can actually see it because the way I used to date men was the way I dated my money. I was careless with it. Um... I really didn't put too much heart in it. I always said I wanted something. And as soon as it didn't go the way that I wanted to go, I did what? I started making careless mistakes and I started, you know, basically doing whatever. And it's the same thing with my money. I, um... I say I'm going to do this. I'm disciplined for a little while. And then all of a sudden I'm like back to making dumb, careless mistakes because th- something didn't go well. Um, I, I live for retail therapy, but I had to cut that out. Like I don't do it anymore. I've been giving clothes away. Like I don't even have clothes in my closet anymore. And it's crazy. Like I don't have anything to wear because I keep giving away and now I'm losing weight. So I can't fit most of my clothes anymore. It's, it's like it's a lot but at the end of the day I was you know I'm changing my mindset I'm challenging myself I'm getting up like at 11 o'clock coming in from my second job and going to the gym and working out because I feel like when you're in a drought or when you're in the war zone and when you're in that season the fight comes with getting up even though you're tired the fight is still doing this podcast even though it's tired knowing that you're not going to sleep from probably till 1 or 2 a.m in the morning knowing you got to get up at 5 in the morning to make sure you're on time to be at work by 7 15 it's like whew, it's rough it is absolutely rough but knowing that God has you through it all and I don't have nobody that I can come home to and be like oh babe I had this long day God this was today what do I need to do to fix tomorrow so that I don't have the same type of day like bruh (laughs) we talking to each other like homie I we, we really need to have this conversation so that's um hey guys what I'm studying right now and I just wanted to share for some reason and it's just man it's it's so much in this in this passage and like even now that I've like talked about it at this moment on the podcast I'm still like I'm seeing other connections that I can make within like one verse and that and that's crazy like several verses I can make several connections but I'm saying like as I'm reading over right now um I've I've noticed some other things and so no I'm not a perfect Bible scholar right now and to be completely honest I just started studying the Bible I would read it and I would take notes but 
I'm interested in knowing what that text means to me, because what I believe is in that print, there's a message for me. There's a message for you. And it's a it's a special message for us as individuals and God is trying to tell us something I feel like this is where our confidence is our confidence is in the word our strength is in the word everything is here in this word and God wants to give us that wisdom and he wants to give us that knowledge but we have to seek it it's just like when you want to know how to do something you automatically DIY something you automatically do what you go to YouTube and you figure it out well studying the Bible may sound hard oh I'm not a good reader I've heard someone say that before I'm not really a good reader reader and I really don't comprehend well guess what the bible project is on YouTube they break down every chapter verse by verse they tell you they draw pictures not only do I read my text I go to the uh, bible project because I'm a visual person too it's like now that I've read it I kind of need to see the movie to it it's kind of like in school it reminds me of the book holes when we read it in school and I read it in seventh or eighth grade but when I read the book in school there was no movie at the time so everyone after that had that opportunity but after reading the book and then going and watching the movie you're like wow and what's the other movie the outsiders that was also a good movie you're visualizing the character you're visualizing visualizing what God is saying through the text and then um when you go to the Bible project they actually draw the pictures out and they actually dig in the text through visual art. So I also learned that way. And one thing I've learned when it comes to studying the Bible there are no limits. Um we get so caught up in the way we have to do things. Just because your church does it this way doesn't mean you can't come up with other creative ways. God gives us that willpower and he gives us that freedom to be able to to learn and understand things from different perspectives, many different perspectives. And most of all, he uses our art, our creative art, our creativity and everything to show us ways that we can deliver his message. Because that's at the end of the day, that's what we're doing as we're serving God. We're taking our gifts and our talents and we're breaking the word apart and we're we're making it plain to other people so that they now can gain clarity. And maybe they now can take it into their own hands, create their own creativity and then they go back and put it back into the world what you put into the world is what you get so the more of us that we start putting the word out into the word through our through our uh creativity and through our own special gifts the more that it's going to come back to us and we just have to stop being afraid to talk about God and I, I see that so much in our culture stop being afraid I'm not going to judge you if you talk about God and I'm not going to think you sound stupid as well how you grow in your faith is having conversations with other Christians about their walk through Christ and about what God is doing in their lives and what you're doing in your lives and learning about their study tips you know you may start studying one way today and then you may start studying a different way the exact same text and what applies to you today can mean something totally different five or ten years from now you have to find your niche but most of all go to God stop seeking validation to find out who he is from other people and just simply go to the source himself which is God and I'm preaching to myself as well because I used to do that. I used to like for people to sit up and talk about God because I felt like then now I don't have to go read the Bible. 
I'm guilty. Yeah, I've done it. But it's nothing like having the knowledge for yourself. And now that I've been studying my Bible and I've been studying my word, it has changed my work ethic at work it has changed my work ethic and like everything else that I do and I just become stronger overall as a human being and not letting the enemy distract me in other words like I don't even know when the last time the enemy has showed up it doesn't even bother me no more because I'm learning the tricks to him and you have to read your word to know the tricks of the devil yeah we all hear the cliche saying the devil comes to kill steal and destroy well it's not really cliche because it's in the bible but it's cliche when you don't know where it is in the bible or you've never seen it in the bible so you've just heard somebody else say that but really know what it means when the when the enemy comes to kill steal and destroy understand that when he has a strategic plan against you you have to be 10 steps ahead of him but the only way you're going to know how to do that is by getting in the word you have to get in the word oh I just went on that rant right and that's that's um man it's deep and it's really about rebuilding the temple and I I had to journal after I read this I said whoo yes God you convicted me you're giving me life right now and I and I just truly appreciate that and so um there are so many different study tips and next week I'm actually gonna um share a different type of study tip that I use um, and I actually use the Priscilla Shriers. I think it's the five P's. Um, that's one tip that I use. And it's so many ways that you can, man, annotate this Bible. That's basically what you do, annotating the Bible. And the ultimate test is life every day. That's where we're tested. It's just like the test we took at school. If you say you weren't a good test taker, you can be a great test taker if you just get in the word and trust the word. Trust that what's in the book is to help you not to harm you and it's just like those tests in school I tell the kids all of that everything that's on this test is to help you not to harm you um I told one of my students I said have you realized that it's not really about the fact that you learn the information it's about how you learn the information and how you get to it and she struggles with math she has high anxiety and I'm just like you know math is really just all about strategic thinking teaching you how to become a stronger thinker and it's challenging your mind and I said the more that you that you speak life negative like negatively about you can't do math I said the more that you're gonna be bad at math because now when you say you know what I'm going to be better at math today and I'm going to learn something new and I'm going to apply my strategies and the tools that I have. I say, guess what? You're going to get it. I said, change your mindset, change your focus, because if you focus on the negativity, then the negativity is where you're going to dwell. And if you focus on the negativity, then that's when you begin to start to think you can take matters into your own hands. And that's when God is basically going to step in and say, I'm taking this away. I'm blow this house down. You're not going to pass this test. You're never going to pass a star test because you're not trusting me. You're not coming to me and you're not glorifying me once you finally do get something. So it's um it's deep, man. Like this, this, this text is deep and Going into this, um, I kind of talked about how it had different subtitles and NLT said a call to rebuild the temple. MSG was caught up with taking care of your own houses and NIV was a call to build the house of the Lord. Y'all, NLT and NIV, 
a call to rebuild the temple. God right now is rebuilding me. God has placed so much on my heart. I said I did a fast last month from October 15th to November uh, 15th. It was rough. It was hard. It was something different. It was something new. I'm still trying to understand. I'm still trying to learn, um, you know, a lot of the things that he revealed to me. But one thing I will go ahead and announce, the podcast is coming to an end. It is coming to an end. Um, It's not saying that it would never come back ever. But right now where I'm being led, the podcast is not in the vision not at this moment and so um I'm listening um to God and I'm really gonna focus on that and right now um he has me in a place where I'm attacking my finances instead of them attacking me um so I've been acting I guess what people would say acting broke or whatever the case may be it's not that I'm acting broke. I'm just putting myself in the mindset right now that I don't have this right now or I can't have this right now because I'm gonna it's gonna multiply later. So just tithing, paying off my debt, relieving my stress. I'm just it all led and I'm just not gonna be doing the podcast anymore. Um, not right now, not at this moment. Um, but I will be back. Um, I don't know exactly when God hasn't given me a date or when to start. I've been kind of, I guess, antsy a little bit because I've been trying to rush when I want to start. And God's like, chill out. You got you have nothing but time, because once I give you the day where you can really expand and explode, it's going to explode so big. Like, I'm just like, God, thank you for my wilderness. God, thank you for the thousands of people you're about to bring in my life. I'm like, God, just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's all I can say is thank you. And and right now, I mean, I don't even worry about it. It'll happen when it's supposed to happen and it's going to happen during his timing and not my timing. And it's going to be according to his will. And most of all, I mean... It's going to be what he has had planned for me overall. So, yeah, the podcast is coming to an end, but I am going to finish out the month of December. So um, the first of the month is when it's going to actually, actually end. So I hope you guys um, enjoyed reading the Bible with me and going through it. Um, I'm not perfect at reading the Bible right now. Um, so some of y'all might be judging, be like, girl, what? That's not what I read. And your perspective is going to be different than my perspective. But right now I'm just really working on my consistency and discipline myself or actually reading my word, getting in the word and, and knowing what the text says and learning what it says. I rather know right now and then start over and read the Bible all over again and then start decoding scripture. So, no, I don't know scripture by heart, but I write them down and I learn them. And right now, what I've noticed that I remember the stories and when I remember the stories, I remember the word. So that's basically what it is. It's just like learning the lyrics to a song or something. So but I hope you guys enjoyed today. Um, This has come to the end of today's podcast. Um, Thank you so much if you did tune in on my mini Bible study and deuces. I hope you guys all have a awesome weekend. Don't forget 
Royalty with Reason is this Sunday, December 2nd. Deuces. Love you all.